Hello and welcome back to the Siblings in Wonderland podcast. Um, we've been gone for a bit. We just wanted to allow some space on various platforms for black creators and voices to be heard and seen in this crazy time. Of course, the movement isn't over, but we feel like now is a good time to return. So today we're going to be adding on to our guide series. We're still in the Magic Kingdom, and this week we'll be talking about Fantasyland. Um, but as per usual, before we get into that, we're going to be talking about the weekly news. Uh, so this week... Well, not really this week. The past three weeks, um, the time that we've been off, some major news things have happened. So the opening dates for Disney World and Disneyland have been announced. Um, Disney World, July 11th and July 15th. Uh, On July 11th, Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom will be opening. And later that week on July 15th, Epcot and Hollywood Studios will follow suit. And Disneyland, they're planning on doing a Downtown Disney phase reopening on July 9th. And then the Disneyland and Disney California Adventure parks will be opening on July 17th. Uh, So Disney, as far as big theme parks go, Disney is behind because Universal has been open since June 5th. Um, Since we still live in Texas... We're not the we couldn't see what it's like for the first theme park to be open. So if you want more information, just you know look it up on YouTube. There's a lot of people, a lot of Disney creators that are at Universal right now, just trying to get their their theme park fix. <laughs> uh, Disney Springs has been open since May 27th, and they're now on phase two. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that 90% of all the shops are open. Um, and, and again, since you know we don't live there, if you want full coverage on the reopening definitely all ears is probably our favorite youtube channel but you know there's all kinds of disney creators that are covering the reopening yes so the general information for fantasyland it is more like princesses and classic characters it's not really focused like tomorrowland isn't necessarily focused on the characters it's more focused on a theme but fantasyland is focused on like princesses and The classic characters. Um, so, I don't know, that's the general theme. Fantasy. <laughs> so, we're going to start out right where we left off, right at that um, Near Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion area. If there's, like, a little tunnel, I guess, uh, or an overhang that you go through to enter Fantasyland. Um, and right when you go through that tunnel, you'll see the Rapunzel Tower. No, it's an open walkway, because you can sit on that fence. Uh, There's like an ice cream cart right there. Yeah, you can go around, but oh, okay, generally got it, got it. the I'm talking about the tunnel through. Yeah. So the the, gift Ra- shop. the Rapunzel Tower is like a t- it's a tower. You can't really you can't do anything with it. You can see the tower and you can see Rapunzel's hair hanging down. They used to have a meet and greet opportunity there. I'm not sure if they still do, but that is a really good um bathroom rest area there's lots of benches and there's lots of rapunzel themed like walls and stuff so if you want a good photo opportunity that's a good one if you look closely throughout that little area you'll see pascal the little chameleon i think from tangled um they've camouflaged him and hidden him different places so that's a fun little um way to waste time while your family's in the bathroom or something. (laughs) So the way that Fantasyland, since it spans like across the entire back of the park, we're going to be going kind of um, east or west to east. Right? Never eat soggy waffles. Nope. East to west. (laughs) 
Um, no, West, West <gasps> East. Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've been out of school. For, we've all been out of school for too long. Um, so yeah, first we're going to go to like the Peter Pan. It's a small world area. Then go towards the castle and we're then lead all the way to um, the circus area. Clockwise. Yes. We're going clockwise. So right next to those Rapunzel bathrooms, the first thing you see is it's a small world which is a classic attraction. Uh, you can get a fast pass, but I feel like we would recommend it as your fourth one, maybe, after mm-hmm. you've cleared out your original three. Uh, it's, it also really, really depends on how busy the park is. I feel like if the park is busy, you're going to see a lot of that in the Fantasyland wait times. Yeah, that's... Because it has the most attractions, or, like, the most wait times. It's the highest wait time land, Mm -hmm. and that is definitely understandable when you look at what's in it. Yeah, for sure. So, the average is maybe 45 minutes. It really does depend. Sometimes it can be as low as 15 minutes. Sometimes it can be as high as 100. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the queue isn't necessarily interactive, but it is an open concept, So you can see everybody boarding, and there's also a really big clock that comes to life every 15 minutes. So if you are waiting for a little bit, you do get to watch that, and it's a cute um, little part of the queue. So the ride is about 12 to 15 minutes. It's not themed after a movie. It's themed after the children of the world. So you're going to pass through different countries and, like, see main cultural symbols and they're going to sing the song in their own language the song will get stuck in your head yes a lot of people think it's an annoying song i don't know i think it's a classic song i'm pretty sure that at any one time there are at least two people singing that song in the world definitely um okay so moving on this is right after no we're not moving on. there's four riders per row um it's a family-friendly ride there's no scary things at all it's a very slow boat ride um and it's yeah, it's very, very slow. Um now we can move on. Now we can move on. Okay, so right next to It's a Small World is my favorite restaurant in Magic Kingdom. It really? Just, yes, it is. Um it's called Pinocchio Village House. If you've ever seen the movie Pinocchio, it's just the best. It's the best themed quick service restaurant, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, it has the most aspects of the movie, for sure. Like, on the walls, there are scenes painted. Well, yeah, but, like, Casey's Corner and uh, Columbia Harbor House. Oh, okay. Like, they're, they're not as... They're not themed after a themed movie. into a right. movie, yeah. So, this is... It's pretty cheap. It, mm-hmm. I think it's the lowest price that you're going to get in Magic Kingdom. Well, for, like, quick service meal versus a quick service snack. Like, this right. is a meal... Um, it's Italian food, so we usually get the flatbread pizza. I feel like that's, like, a, a really classic item there. And then you can get, like, a, a small little salad on the side, fries, whatever. So it is a full meal for sure. They also have, like, a chicken parmesan pasta, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. But it it's definitely their specialty is a flatbread. Um, so this is pretty easy for picky eaters, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, cheese pizza, chicken fingers. Yeah. Fries. Peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Classic. It's rated a 7.3 at all ears, and I think that's pretty fair. I agree. Yes. One thing that's really special about Pinocchio Village House is since it's right next to It's a Small World, if you sit in a part with, like, I'll say, like, four tables, there's a big window that overlooks It's a Small World, like, the very first 
couple of feet that they're riding on. So after they board and they finally like, not shoot off, <laughs> leave the boarding area, mm-hmm. you can see them. And sometimes there's signs at the table that say, clap your hands, make a silly face. Um, so through the window, you can wave and interact with the people down on the ride, which is really fun. Yeah, it's a fun way to waste some time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this the last time. Like the last time we went, this was m- March. Um, I didn't know this, but there's an upstairs to the restaurant. What? I had never been to the second floor of the restaurant. There's like, it's a little room with like some extra seats, but you can go upstairs. Huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Never knew. It's interesting. interesting. <laughs> so right across from It's a Small World is Peter Pan's flight. This is obviously Peter Pan. <laughs> it's themed after the original, so there's not going to be any extra Tinkerbell or anything like that. It's just... Peter Pan, classic. Yep. Fast passes are available and for the most part are hard to get. I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend getting one if this is something that you're interested you in. Absolutely need one unless you're gonna you have rope hours drop to kill. and you're going to bolt there. Yeah, the line is typically about one hundred minutes, which I like the ride, but I would never wait hundred minutes for it. The no. line is always super, super long, so definitely get a fast pass. The line is nice though. It's yes. interactive. They added so much in the line. Yeah. Which is really nice, There's especially like if you're waiting for that long. Tinkerbell, um, and you can, like, interact with your own shadow. Mm-hmm. It, and there's a children's room where you can, like, play in there. It's cool, yeah. The ride time is three minutes. You're in a flying pirate ship um, that fits, too. It's nothing too scary. Even if a child, you know, isn't into the pirates, you don't get too close to them. You are, like, flying above them, and they're down on the ground. Yeah. Um, like little sculptures and stuff. I don't so. think it's too scary. No. They're, eh. It's dark. No, it's not. But I don't, you know. <laughs> it's a great ride, but it takes a very long time if you want to wait in the standby. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. If uh, right next to Peter Pan is Mickey's Magic. This is, a, there is a fast pass available for this. Do not waste your fast pass. Nope. For shows, the only reason there's a wait time for shows is because that's how long it takes for the show before you to clear out. So you're not, like, you're not, con- they're not constantly loading like they would on a ride. They load, then you have to wait for the show to finish, and then you go again. So it's, it's really not worth it to get a fast pass for a show for the most part. You probably have a 15-minute wait ahead mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, the show, only. yeah, the show is about 12 minutes. So the time that it takes for them to clear out, it's about 15 minutes to wait. It is a musical show, um centered around the big five but then it also features princesses lions brooms lumiere and the neverland gang so there's lots of little cameos in there uh it's not interactive but you do get sprayed in some of it there's smells that are pumped so it's a 40 show right it's not wet like splash mountain but it is a little spritz (laughs) uh it's family friendly for sure there's 3d elements so if that hurts your eyes wouldn't recommend, but for kids, I think 3D is a really fun thing. I always like to watch kids like try to grab it, the stuff that's coming out of the screen. It's not like traditional movie theater 3D. No, they definitely play into exaggerated it. Yeah. enough to where like there are the hat is in front of your hands and you can like almost grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a really fun show. It is, and you know if you've seen it before, I think it could be a nap show. You might get woken up by a spritz of water in the face, but I think that's a good show. Mm-hmm. 
Also, make sure you look behind you when Donald does his little silly thing at the end, because there is something in the back of the theater then. Right next to Mickey's PhilharMagic is Fantasy Fair. So coming out of PhilharMagic, since it is a 3D show, you need to return your 3D glasses. And when you're returning them, if you turn to the right instead of going back into Fantasyland, there's the store. It's pretty small, but it's themed after general Fantasyland attractions. I think there's some It's a Small World merch that I saw last time. So it's not necessarily PhilharMagic. I think generally it's more of like a merch store, mm-hmm. hats and... Yeah, there's also shirts, hats. Uh, and I, I think it's like novelty stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I am so fly, I never land. Like yeah. that's a popular shirt that's there. Um, it's a pretty it, cheesy store. It's a fun show. Uh, it's a fun store. Mm-hmm. It, it's good to go in right after Philhar Magic to kind of acclimate your eyes to the yeah. outside. Yeah, and there's a giant crowd coming after you, like after Philhar Magic. So just to wait it out, I would yeah stay there. So now we're going to move on to the castle. Uh, The castle has Cinderella's Royal Table, which is a restaurant. It is princess-themed, and you meet almost all of the princesses. So just before we go into it, this is inside of the castle. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that you just can't go in the castle. You actually can go from the hub, which we um, showed in episode two, um, and... You can come in through Fantasyland, right where that um, carousel is, which we'll talk about in a minute. The the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is to the right if you're coming from Fantasyland, and the restaurant is to the left. There will be signs. It'll be pretty obvious. But both you need reservations for, right? Cinderella's Royal Table is... Um, very much a novelty experience. Yes. Uh, it's you meet almost all the princesses in a very, very intimate meet and greet, which is really, really fun. Uh, but you do pay the price <laughs> to meet all of them. For four adults, I think it's three hundred dollars yeah, or it's more. It's very, very expensive. Yes. It's luxury dining. It's steak and like fancy fish. It is a sit down and waiters come around. I wouldn't say that it's very good for picky eaters like kids, but if your kid is really interested in the princesses, I would say it might be worth it. I think that they do have picky eater things there. Mm-hmm. Their kids menu does have um, things for kids that are picky, but it's not going to be worth the $50 per kid that you're spending to feed that kid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically... You're paying for the experience, not really the food. Right. Uh, yeah, you're definitely paying for that experience. So just warning you, it is very expensive, but it is a great experience to do at least once. Also in the castle is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. So kids up to age 12 can get beautiful makeovers. If you're walking around the park, you're going to see kids who just came from Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Uh, it's very fancy hair, makeup, and a dress, depending on what package you get. Um, there are eight packages for girls that range from $75 to $450, <laughs> and there are two packages for boys, like centered around knights instead of princesses, that are $20 to $80. So we would recommend probably going in the morning. Uh, you do need a reservation. Sorry, they don't take walk-ins. So if you're planning ahead, I say get a reservation for the morning so that you really get a bang for your buck and your kid can walk around in it all day long instead of getting it towards the closing of the park and they can only really enjoy it for like an hour before they go to sleep. 
There's alternate locations in the Grand Floridian and at Disney Springs if you don't want to deal with the Magic Kingdom hassle. Um, but the prices are all the same across the board. And depending on what package you get, it takes like 30 minutes to an hour. So the big centerpiece of Fantasyland, obviously the castle. But I would say it is the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. It's very big. You can't miss it. <laughs> um, if you're looking for like directions, I feel like a lot of people are going to base it off of the carousel. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not very fancy. It's a classic carousel. It's about a two-minute ride time. The wait is never that long just because you can fit a lot of people on it, so it goes pretty fast. Sure, do it. Why not? Something I interesting, well. I think, is this is actually just a carousel mm-hmm. um, compared to a merry-go-round. The difference being merry-go-rounds uh, have different animals and carousels only are horses. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Very interesting. So going to the right side of the castle now or the east side of the castle, is Sir Mickey's. So Sir Mickey's is going to have all of your princess and prince apparel, accessories, dresses, crowns, um, shoes, all that kind of stuff. So if your kid, if you found Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique to be too expensive, which I get it, then you can find some of the stuff here at Sir Mickey's. Next to that is Princess Fairytale Hall. So with Princess Fairytale Hall, you have two options. You can either meet Cinderella and Elena, or you can meet Rapunzel and Tiana. So there are fast passes available, and the average wait time is about 90 minutes. But for this wait time and a fast pass, again, you can only book it for two of the princesses together, not all four. Does that yeah. make sense? So if you want to meet all four of the princesses, you're going to have to take up two of your fast passes. Or wait one, do a fast pass for one. Yes. Um, but the line doesn't go through all of them. I think this is a really good opportunity to meet the princesses, um, especially if, again, you can't do Cinderella's Royal Table just because it is very expensive. So next to the fairy tale hall is the Friar's Nook. It's also, I mean, it's not really themed. It's, yeah, I don't know, it's pretty it's, small. It's and general fairy tale theme. That's what I would call it. It's... Um, like a small cottage, I guess. Uh, it is pretty, it, it, it's snack food. Yeah. Um, and it's a window. It's not a restaurant. And so is Storybook Treats, which is right next to it. These are both windows. Yes. So it's kind of comfort food. Uh, they have like bacon mac and cheese and buffalo chicken tots. They're, they're definitely like, um, more indulgent foods there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine for picky eaters. They have like hot dogs and stuff. If you really, if your kid wants a hot dog, if they don't specifically want that, I would go to, um, Pinocchio. Um, yes. And Storybook Treats is right next to this. It looks pretty much the same, honestly, because they're both windows and they both have the kind of cottage look, but Storybook Treats is dessert, mainly ice cream and soft serve. They usually have, like, seasonal character themes. So for Frozen, they had a cotton candy soft serve with, like, blue, and they had little snowflakes on it. Yeah, and they had, like, little, I think it was, like, yeah, it was snowflake-shaped marshmallows, uh, sugar cubes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so they just have, you know, some, if there's a new movie coming out, they probably have something based off of that. Yes. There isn't an all-ears rating for this, but 
I would for say, either of them, yeah. uh, for Storybook Treats or Fragger's Nook. Just because they are a window and not a restaurant? Yes. We would say the food is rated like a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. You know? Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's, it's, it is snack food. It's not a meal. Yes. So right next to Storybook is The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. This There is a Fast Pass available for this ride. Maybe get it. It definitely depends on your priorities. If you have a kid who isn't going to do anything, like, anything else that has a high need for a fast pass, then, yeah, sure, use one on this. The wait time, it can change a lot. Sometimes the average throughout the day is 20 minutes. Sometimes it's 50 minutes. Again, like we were saying. It depends on when you go, really. Yeah, like we were saying, if it's a really crowded day, you're going to see it in Fantasyland. So it definitely depends on the day. You can look up wait time charts um, depending on where you're going to go, they'll give you a month by month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to do, we're not going to go through each ride like that here, but, um, because it's, it, it would take too long, right. but I would definitely look up, um, the ride and then wait times. Yeah. This ride, it is family friendly. Obvi- well, huh, it's kind of tricky because it is a very slow moving ride and it's based off of Winnie the Pooh. But there is, it's dark, and there is, like, a huffalump section. Huffalump, oh, huffalump. yeah, there is a little so, creepy. Yeah, it's yeah, a... So if your kids really don't like the huffalump section of the Winnie the Pooh, like, shows or movies, I don't know. Maybe hold them close for this but one. It is also generally cute. Also, there's, like, a cute. storm section. Yeah. It, it yeah. can get kind of dark. If your kid is, like, really easily scared, I would say no. Mm-hmm. But it generally it's fine. If, yeah. if they could get through... Um, Probably just PhilharMagic. If they could get through PhilharMagic, you're probably fine. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you come out of Winnie the Pooh, you're going to enter into 100 Acre Goods. If you're someone who likes Winnie the Pooh, if you know someone back home who likes Winnie the Pooh, I love this, this is where you're going to find everything yeah. you could possibly want from the Winnie the Pooh characters. They have all kinds of plushes in countless different sizes and shapes. Um I think it's a really, really cute store. I'm a sucker for the Winnie the Pooh characters, and this can provide anything you might want from those characters. It's so good. I love the store. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on. So across from the Winnie the Pooh ride, that's going to start our new section, which is more of like the classic princesses. This has the Snow White, the Belle, and the Ariel section. So when you're walking around the sections that we talked about just before, uh, like from the carousel and from this um, Friar's Nook Winnie the Pooh section, you'll see this like mountain. Uh, this isn't like just scenery. It actually has a ride in it. This is the Seven War- uh, Dwarves Mine Train ride, which is the most popular ride in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, you really need a fast pass for mm-hmm. this one. Unless you want to wait up to 300 minutes, which is the max. Um, yeah. Again, we keep saying that Fantasyland is really going to show busy days and the wait times. And this is true. I feel like Mine Train is the most affected by this. The average is about 180, but it, it can get up to 300, and it definitely does. So get a fast pass if you can. And if you're going to wait, I would say it's worth it. Like uh, The only time that I would say it's worth it is like late at night when nobody's there right or during a parade extra magic hours stuff like that it 
the the standby queue is fun. Yeah, it's like, really really interactive. There are little there's like barrels that you can move around. There's jewels that gems. you can play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are games on the TVs. If you have the Play Disney app, there's a lot that you can do with that app. So there is a lot to keep kids busy, but still, 300 minutes is a long time. So yeah, just depends. To stand next to a, a bunch of people in a room. Right. It's themed after Snow White, if you didn't get that from the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. And I would say that like Slinky Dog reminded me a lot of this, just because of the smooth aspects of the track and the ups and downs. I feel like it's that same intensity. Mm-hmm. And the ride is three minutes, which is pretty long. It's pretty long, but... I think it's important to distinguish this ride from, let's say, Slinky Dog because this is kind of a hybrid roller coaster and dark ride. So uh, there's only one dark section. Just saying, like if your kids are scared of the dark, right? And it is well lit because there's a lot of gems in there that are that light up. It's very colorful. Um, from dark ride, I mean like uh, Haunted Mansion or mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean that style of ride so at the beginning there's a small roller coaster section and at the end there is uh, and in between there is a scene in the mine with the seven dwarves i would i really like this ride they did a new thing on this ride well okay not only is it this the first super super smooth coaster that i think disney had but also you're in a car uh it's a train, like a mine train. You're in a mine car. So it's kind of like a square barrel type things. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's four people per, I'm just going to say barrel, even though they're not circular. I don't know what else to call it. A cart? Yeah. Whatever. If you all together decide to tilt left and right, the car moves. So that makes these, like the curves and the drops even more fun because you can really lean into the curves since the individual carts Tilt back and, and it forth. definitely helps to make the ride smoother, mm-hmm. um, just based on the swinging of the turns and stuff like right. that. Yep. We're moving on to the Beauty and the Beast area. This has a lot in this small area. First up is Enchanted Tales with Belle. So it is a show where Belle is telling the story of her movie, of her mm-hmm. life, and she needs volunteers to help her tell it. So... If you volunteer to be a part of this show, you'd get a meet and greet opportunity with Belle at the end. If your kid is shy and doesn't want to do this, but they want to meet Belle, unfortunately, wait, actually, you might be able to ask a cast member. They may be able to make it happen. But for the most part, in order to meet Belle at the end, you do need to be a part of the show. The wait time is about 30 minutes. But since it's a show, that's how long it takes for the the people before you to clear out, you know, so it's. It's constantly going to be 30 minutes unless it's really a long wait and they have to put through multiple shows with one line. So, again, if the Fast Pass is available, but since it's a show, I wouldn't get one. This is actually – it's unexpected for this um, show to have it, but this is one of the most impressive special effects shows Mm -hmm. in all of Walt Disney World. Uh, Like, before you go into the show, there's a magic mirror – that transforms into a door. Uh, and then there's like a lumina- uh, Lumiere, sorry, uh, <laughs> animatronic that looks very realistic and it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's impressive. Like, even if you're not a kid and love Belle, you're, you're probably going to enjoy it too just based on the special effects. And it's always fun to watch kids 
like act in a yes. show. Adorable. The bell area has a small alcove U-shape thing, and it's formed around a statue of Gaston, which is gorgeous. You know, Gaston. I'm not sure where his meet and greet opportunity is. I think it's in front of the statue. Um, but if you have an opportunity to meet Gaston, he is one of the most fun character interactions. Yes. Just because, you know, I feel like villains sometimes are more fun to interact with because he's so vain. If you just kind of tell him that he's handsome, he'll go, he'll run with it. And <laughs> it's real. It's a lot of fun. So right behind this statue is Gaston's Tavern. This is Gaston themed. And... If you've ever seen the movie, it's straight out of the movie. Mm-hmm. That architecture and everything is pretty much the same. Yes. Um, and, like, even the decor inside. Uh, antlers. Using and antlers and all stuff. of his decorating. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a snack. It's another one of these snack areas. Mm-hmm. Fantasyland has a lot of little snack stalls and snack stores. Instead of full meals. Yes. Um, you can kind of eat around the land with little snacks throughout the day. Um it's kind of like pastries. They have a really awesome cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's huge, too. Fell um, is French. And if you've ever been to the France in Epcot, you know that their restaurant is mainly pastries. So I would say that this is kind of the same thing. Yeah. French but I, pastries. Uh, I would rolls. say that the pastries are at a lower level. Oh, yeah. If you want a good French pastry, go to France in Epcot. Yeah. But this is kind of like a... The discount version, <laughs> the Magic I guess. Kingdom version. Yeah, it's it's fine for picky eaters because you know it's just snacks and basic stuff. And generally, if you're looking meh. for good food, you don't go to Magic Kingdom because it's generally um, American, like and snacks. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you want a n- nice French meal, go to Epcot. Yeah. Any like luxury meal or good food, go to Epcot. But we're not here for the food. We're here for the rides. Right. Right in this um, U-shaped thing next to the tavern is Bonjour Village Gifts. So this is just everything Beauty and the Beast. I think it's pro- – I've never been in here, but I feel like it's a lot like the France store in Epcot again just because they have a lot of Beauty and the Beast merch in there. Um, and they have a lot of Beauty and the Beast merch in here. This store is generally, yeah, it's Beauty and the Beast themed. They have, like, roses. They have, uh, they actually have really nice, like, um, Clocksworth. um, Cogsworth? Cogsworth. Cogsworth clocks um, that actually function, and they have Lumiere with, like, a wavy tail. What? Lumiere with a wavy tail? His arms like wag back and forth. What is the tail? I don't know. That is um that is a sight in my mind now. Thank you so much for that. We're moving on from Beauty and the Beast and heading over to the Little Mermaid. The, oh wait, we didn't even talk about we Be Our Guest. We skipped Be Our Guest. <gasps> oh, we're so sorry. So we should say this. I mean, Fantasyland has three castles, if you're including the Cinderella Castle. Obviously, that one's the biggest, but when you're going over to Belle and the Little Mermaid, Belle has her own castle, and so does Ariel. Within Belle's castle is Be Our Guest, and within Ariel's castle is Under the Sea. So, going back to Be Our Guest, 
This restaurant, I love it because the inside is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Whatever room you go and decide to sit in, there's one that's the ballroom. And if you look at the ceiling, it's like a beautiful Michelangelo type um, painting that's on the ceiling with clouds and angels and that kind of stuff. There's ornate gold everywhere. There's a darker room where you can see Adam and the Beast switching back and forth with the lightning. And there's... Beautiful. And there's the rose with like falling petals. And then there's another room with a giant music box type scene Mm -hmm. with the Beast and Belle dancing with each other. The level of detail in this restaurant, like it's not even an attraction. It's just a restaurant. And it's gorgeous. Um, It is expensive, but I like the process of ordering. Obviously for dinner, it's different. But for lunch and breakfast... You go in, you order on a screen, and then you just go pick it up and sit wherever you want. I really like that type of eating style. I think generally for lunch, uh, being quick service, Mm -hmm. it's cheap, I guess. It's more expensive than like uh, Pinocchio. You'll probably spend about twenty to twenty-five dollars yeah. a person. If I, I would say it's worth it, though. Yeah. The food here is good, like really, really good. Yes. Honestly, I think that this might be my favorite restaurant in Fantasyland. I know you said Pinocchio. Oh, I didn't even think about this being a quick-service restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because since it is a more like fancy restaurant, even though it is quick-service, you really get a good quality of food. Yes. We haven't been there for dinner just because it is expensive. We might have been there. It's once, like sixty but it something was, for dinner. It was a lot. But for lunch, it's like twenty. Yes. Um, but you know, whenever you go, you're going to be able to enjoy looking around. Yes. I mean, it's fantastic. So now, now we've gone back to be our guest. We're gonna go on to Ariel. So within her castle is Under the Sea: Journey of the Little Mermaid. This is a really slow ride it reminds me a lot of the entrance to the nemo mm-hmm. or it is almost exactly like that because yes. you're in a shell it's very slow fast pass is available i wouldn't say get one for this no definitely because don't. the average wait is maybe 35 to 40 minutes um but usually it's a lot shorter than that yes and you know it's just a slow kind of dark ride going through ariel's story it's very very cute especially if you're an ariel lover Especially, like, the standby menu, uh, menu, the standby line for this attraction is... Very detailed. It's very good. There's it's not interactive. Sc- there is, it oh, is yeah, now. Yeah. There, there are, throughout the line, there are crabs that steals things, and oh, yeah. there's a scuttle animatronic. Yeah, it's, I forgot about that. They just redid it, and it mm-hmm. looks, it, it's amazing. Yeah, but even without those animatronics, like, if they were broken or something, it is very, very detailed. There's, like, paintings yeah. and um, stuff that you would probably find, like, in her grotto whenever she was collecting things. Like, just random little knickknacks. And it's not like you're going to spend a lot of time there anyway. It's yeah, going to be true. 20 minutes. Yeah. Row next to The Journey of Little Mermaid. You're going to see. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Is Ariel's Grotto. This is where you can meet Ariel in her mermaid form. So she will be sitting down and she has her tail. She's not in like the pink dress or anything. But I think this is a really, really great meet and greet opportunity. There is a fast pass that's available. Yes. I would say get it if you have a child that's like going to meet all the princesses and that's their goal. But Other than again, that, the wait time can be about 40 minutes. You know, it, it can vary from like 20 to 60. Yeah. Again, depending on the crowd levels. But yeah. yeah. It's generally, I think it 
any meet and greet in general is probably going to be about 20 minutes before you get to them. Um, mm, I feel like it's way longer for meeting Elena and Cinderella and Rapunzel. Oh, and that's a good point. I, I was thinking like uh, meet and greets that just come out uh, spontaneously. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a- around that wait time. Mm-hmm. So if you're fine with those, this will be fine. Mm-hmm. Across from Under the Sea and Ariel's Grotto is Prince Eric's Village Market, which, again, snacks, Little Mermaid themed, very basic. Yeah, it's a little stand. Here you can find the infamous turkey leg. However, as a family that likes to eat, we have learned the ways of eating around Disney World. And I can tell you right now, do not waste your calories on a turkey leg. It may seem great. It may seem like it's a popular thing to do. It's not. I think we've seen. I think we've seen maybe three people carrying a turkey leg in all of our years of going, just because people know better. (laughs) Don't waste your time. Go on to Big Top Souvenirs because they have so much more good stuff there. Speaking of Big Top Souvenirs, (laughs) we're moving on to the circus area. This is a super super cute area. It replaced Toontown, Mm -hmm. but I think they did a great job. A lot of people were mad about replacing Toontown, but I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I really like this. it's it's got a certain vibe to it that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty w- open uh, and it, it seems like all the cast members are a little nicer here. I don't know why <laughs> I think that, but uh, it's definitely a great store if the Emporium is too busy or like mm-hmm. I think this is this is kind of the Emporium of Fantasyland. Oh, for sure. And I feel like it's the Emporium plus the Confectioner. Yes, it definitely is. So it's a big top, as in like a circus big top. It's a big circle, and it's all centered around a confectionery-type counter where you can watch the workers making snacks and desserts and Candy things. Candy apples. All, anything uh, that you can find at the confectionery, you can probably find here. It's amazing. Love it. And also in the circus area, you can meet Donald, Goofy, Minnie, and Daisy, all in circus performer-type outfits. Yes. Goofy is a daredevil. Donald is... Donald is a snake charmer. Mm -hmm. Um, Daisy is a fortune teller. And Minnie is like a dog handler. Yeah, she has a bunch of poodles that are like doing tricks in the background, which is super cute. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like the fairy tale... Well, the princess's fairy tale hall. In order to meet one character... So say you want to meet Donald and Goofy... Well, you need to go through each of their lines individually. You can't go through one line and then meet all four. Yes. They all have separate lines. The average wait is about 25 minutes, but I think it it goes way lower than that just because there are four people or four characters there. And it's kind of... It tends to spread out. It's kind of tucked in the back corner, so not a lot of people know about it. Yes. But I feel like it's definitely worth waiting, um, especially since you can meet the uh, big four in the middle of this circus area is Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. Just saying, when you're walking around this circus area, be careful because this is like a water pad play area. The train will spray you. Yes. <laughs> the elephant trunk, the monkeys with a Just fire Just be hose. careful with all things that Just could possibly squirt water. Stay away from animals pointing water guns at you. And definitely watch your kids because, you know, if they see a play area where they can make a mess, they're going to make a mess. Yes. So, 
Or maybe this is something that you want to do. You know, you just went on Splash Mountain and you're saying, hey, what the heck, we're already wet, let's just <laughs> go play. You know, whatever you want to do. But if you walk around this, there is a railroad station that attaches to the rest of the stations around Magic Kingdom. Of course, this isn't running right now because of the uh, construction on Tron. It's in the way of the railroad track, but as soon as that's done, you can catch the railroad here. Yes. So, up next... I'm excited to talk about this one. (laughs) Right next to it is the Barnstormer. So, this is kind of the the most kid-friendly roller coaster in Magic Kingdom. It's an excellent first first roller coaster for yes. a kid. Yes, it's very short. There are not a lot, like, there's no loops. There's nothing mm-hmm. like that. It's very short, and it's it's not like you have a big drop or anything. No, I think this was our first roller coaster, and it's definitely, like, our younger cousins. I think it was one of their first roller coasters. Um, I don't know. It's a great one. For someone who really wants to get into the more thrill rides, because yes. the ride time is only about one minute, so it's not too intense, and the wait time is usually below twenty. So but if you go it's super easy to walk on. Yes, if you go at a very like, there's some kind of sweet spot during the day where it's uh it says a five minute wait, but it's really nothing. Because you can't put a zero minute wait. So if something says five minutes, it's probably almost empty. Yeah, it's a walk on. Uh, so if you find this sweet spot during the day, you can just <laughs> ride the ride, get off, run back to the entrance, <laughs> or don't run because it's Disney. Uh-huh. Uh, walk through the ride, uh, the queue, and then just get back on. And yeah, where are we getting this idea? Oh, well, <laughs> our parents used to sit on a stone bench near Fantasy, I mean, in the circus area, and just sit back and play on their phones and watch as Cole and I would just run laps, well, walk laps, through the entrance, onto a ride, through the exit, like, trying to cut around people so that we could, like, really be fast, and then going through the entrance again. We would just, like, go over and over and over and over and over and over. to, like, 15 at one point? No, 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 no. That's a lot. Maybe, like, eight. Anyway, a lot of times, (laughs) just, I mean, doing circles around this ride. Because it is, it's a really easy one. Like I, I feel like if you did rock and roller coaster that many Mm-mm. times, you would you throw would pass up. out. But yeah. Barnstormer, it's all good. Do it as many times as you want. There is a fast pass available for this, but I wouldn't say waste a fast pass mm-hmm. because the wait time is usually really, really slow. It's not worth a fast pass. Um, and again, this is kind of uh, playing into the goofy daredevil type of thing. Yes. Uh, uh, it's the great goofiness Barnstormer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the big attraction in the circus area is Dumbo the Flying Elephant. There's a fast pass available for this, but since they, I feel like the line is usually not that long that you require a fast pass. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you don't have anything else to do, sure, get a fast pass. But for the most part, I would wait. You can find a a time during the day where it's low Mm -hmm. and then go. Yeah, it's really efficient because they added a second ride system, which means there are two rides going at once. It's the same type of system as Aladdin, like the flying carpets, except there aren't two different kinds of controls. Just the person in the front can control up and down. There's no tilting. Yes. But since there's two going at once, it goes pretty It goes pretty fast. And the line, if the line is long, there's a big, another big top circus tent, and in there is a giant play area. Yes. And you can get like a buzzer, like at a restaurant you would get. And you can have your kids play. Run uh, around. Do whatever. Yeah. 
and then as when you get the buzzer, you bring it to a cast member and you hop in line. And that's so you're only in line for the time that like you actually need to be so there. So your kid won't get bored. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's a super super cool and efficient way to make a line go fast. The average wait time is about 40 minutes, but again, if you have kids who can't stand in line that long, there's the big play area. The ride time is like one and a half minutes. Um, but I would say if you have a kid, they're having fun the whole time. I think this is definitely a classic. Like, oh, for sure. If this is your first time, this is a right of passage. To go, yeah, you have to go on Dumbo. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a really efficient way that they did this queue, and I feel like they're going to do it on a lot more rides. I agree. Um, they're... They're already adding a lot, a lot more interactive cues. Because um, so that's really the big bottleneck with theme parks is you have to fit a lot of people in a small area. Right. Uh, and nobody wants to stand in a queue line. So mm-hmm. they're trying to make it as fun as possible for you. Mm-hmm. So Fantasyland in general spans the entire back of the park. Uh, like behind the castle, there's a giant blob which is Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. So you can enter around Liberty Square or you can enter around Tomorrowland. So now we're going towards Tomorrowland and this is like the Alice in Wonderland area. This is the final area before we get to Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really uh, three... No, it, it, it's two little parts, uh, I would say. Yeah, but in between, like in the bushes and everything, there's the plants from Alice in Wonderland, like that type of art style. Um, they have like leaves and signs and just cute stuff. It's a fun little me- uh, picture spot. Right, yeah. Mad Tea Party is the attraction in this area. It's about one and a half minutes and the wait is about 20 minutes. So it's a really fast thing to just kind of go through and do. So don't waste a fast pass on this, just wait. A good thing to note is it is, you can control your own speed. So if you're someone who really wants a thrill ride, then you can spin it super, super fast and make it really intense. But if you're someone who doesn't want a super hectic ride, you can also go really, really slow and just kind of look around. Mm-hmm. The centerpiece for this attraction is like a teapot with a little mouse popping out. Yes. So that's super cute. You it, know, if you're not dizzy to look at it. <laughs> I don't... I. I love this ride. I don't. I try like to go it. as fast as I can, and Cole doesn't like going that fast. I don't like this ride. So, it's it's too much for my brain. I love it. Pass out at the end. <laughs> uh, so the second part of the Alice in Wonderland area is called Cheshire Cafe. Um, it's uh, it's Alice in Wonderland themed. Obviously, it's a little snack stall. I wonder where they got the idea for a snack stall in <laughs> Fantasyland. Well, I don't know snack stall as in one snack they only sell one thing here yeah and that is the classic cheshire cat tail so explain uh, what that is cheshire it's so good i've never had it it's like I, the way i would describe it is like a layered pastry like a croissant but it's not flaky like a croissant it's uh chewy um it has nutella in it and it it's just the best. You need to try it. It's just the best. I don't really know how else to describe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is the only thing that they sell here. So I would say it's not very good for picky eaters just because, you know, if they don't like the one thing that they sell here, they're not going to like it. Yes. So this little Alice in Wonderland section leads directly into Tomorrowland. So speaking of picky eaters, they can go... The first thing that you see whenever you're walking through here is Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. So... 
if they don't like something from there, they can walk right into Tomorrowland and grab whatever they want there. Okay, so, so this concludes our... Uh, our dog is in here and she just <laughs> dump, jumped off Cole's lap, sorry. <laughs> this is uh, the end of Fantasyland, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone through all of it. Next week, we're going to pick up with Tomorrowland, right where we left off at yep. Starlight Cafe. Um, yes. So we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.